So ladies and gentlemen, in all honesty, <clears throat> I'm quite surprised to be standing here between so many real celebrities. Am I a leader? Well, I see myself rather as a follower. A follower not of people, but of thoughts and ideas, my own. And if other people want to follow me, that's their own responsibility. Um, well, according to last year's Nobel Committee, uh, my dear colleague Tinus Veltman and myself have, and I quote, elucidated the quantum structure of the electroweak interaction in physics. Well, it's a bit sobering to see one's life work uh, summarized in such a sentence, far too short to be accurate. Um, so uh, what I'll do, I'll not really try to defend myself. I'll rather much more prefer to talk about my greatest passion. Uh, on the way to Stockholm, my whole family accompanied me in a very pleasant trip towards uh, Stockholm in the airplane. And there, my mother gave me a little framed photograph as a present. The photograph showed a two-year-old little boy standing in the garden, sitting in the garden, contemplating, investigating a wheel. This picture triggered my memory. Little children at the time were given toys with wheels, and uh, toys such as cars or tricycles to ride. And while other kids would play with these toys, they would ride on them or toss them just about, I would turn these things upside down. And I was mesmerized by what I found there, a wheel. This was a true marvel. Someone must have discovered that things with wheels underneath them glide much more smoothly over the ground than things without. Why is that so? Well, this was an application of a law of physics, and it was the first application of a law of physics which I thought I could just nearly but not quite understand. There was something wonderful about wheels. And then I looked at insects crawling in the sand. What would their life be like? Imagine to be as small as a little insect, an ant. What looks like sand to us must be big boulders to them. Or is it really? Well, something to think about. And then later in primary school, our teachers uh, gave us books about science. Much too small books and much too little was in there to really uh, make me understand what was going on. But these books said something very, very thrilling. That uh, millions of years ago on this earth, huge animals would be walking around. Animals with long necks and very small heads and practically no brains. The dinosaurs. Or so it said in the book. And, only, and, and then uh, there was another little book saying that even more millions of years ago, the whole earth got started as a big cloud of gas. And def different clouds of gas formed the sun and formed the planets. And one of those planets would be a very tiny little speck. And that is the earth that we live on. How to imagine all this? So there are people who study these things, who think of theories of how the universe, how life began. This I wanted to know more about. This was going to be my future. And while other kids were playing soccer or chess or other games, I wasn't really interested in that. I wanted to understand mathematics, to unravel the secrets of the laws of physics. 
what does this formula E equals MC squared mean? What is this mysterious theory called quantum mechanics? Well, I was so fortunate that my uncle was professor of theoretical physics, and him I could ask, and so I did, frequently. But his answer was, uh, I can't explain that to you, come to my university where I lecture about these things, and then I'll tell you. Well, I wanted to know, so I tried to put the pieces together myself. I made all conceivable mistakes, the most stupid ones, now that I think back about them. So I've been ending up more often in blind alleys than many other investigators in physics while trying all these things out. Um, well, finally, I finished my high school and uh, I decided to go to the university where my uncle was teaching and I attended his lectures and others. The students were being told exactly how to solve all those difficult problems that I had so much time uh, I've been struggling with. But these students were not told about all the things you can do wrong. All those dead alleys. Well, I knew them all. I've been in all of them. And this would later give me an enormous advantage. Uh, and I was going to keep that advantage for a long time. Elementary particle physics, in my eyes, was the most beautiful uh, basic science of all. It was not taught by my uncle. Those guys are too aggressive to my taste, he said. Well, be that as it may, I didn't care about what people did or thought. I just wanted to know. So the one who did teach the subject was a bearded man with a loud voice and somewhat rough manners. Tinus Veldman, and he was going to be my thesis advisor. And here was a beautiful problem that he was working on. Try to produce a workable theory for what was called the weak interaction in physics. Few of you will know what the weak interaction really is. It is a spurious and weak force, different from the other forces in the subatomic particles, the most basic ingredients of matter. Um, a theory did exist. It had been devised more than a decade earlier by people called Young and Mills, the Young-Mills theory. However, this theory was a quantum field theory, and all the experts at the time were agreeing about one thing, such theories don't work. Now, in hindsight, we know that all those beliefs are based on misconceptions, on false intuitions, but well, I didn't understand those arguments anyway, so I thought those theories looked great and started to work on them. But I had so much experience in spotting dead alleys that I saw uh, my advisor and other people all investigating theories where something was wrong. A particle is missing, I said. I had very tough discussions with my advisor and finally he discovered that I was exactly right. This particle was missing and with this particle the theories would work. At a big international meeting which happened to take place at Amsterdam, very close to my own university, all experts of the field would come and discuss the new theories. Veldman, my advisor, was among the organizers. He gave me exactly 10 minutes, more than I have now, to, but not much more, to present my finding. That wasn't easy, and I had got no place in the proceedings. So I only had time to, to 
give the message how to make a theory that works. The message came through clearly enough. Our theories worked, and this would later turn out to be a revolution of sorts in our field of science. A little anecdote. A few days later, I caught a flu, and I woke up one morning with a fever, and, an, and I woke up because I had a nightmare. It was all this sweat. The nightmare was that in a paper I had just submitted to a journal, there was an error in the manuscript. I'd already sent out the paper, so I got very panicky. I checked. This was going to be one of my first papers. And surely the error was there, but the error was not my own. It was in a calculation I had copied from one of my, by then already famous uh, predecessors, uh, Stephen Weinberg, who was not only famous, but he was not infallible. So I could quickly make the correction and send in uh, the correct paper just in time. Well, after the Amsterdam conference, uh, we were extremely fortunate that uh, the entire uh, community in our field quickly recognized the extreme importance of the new theories for the subatomic particles. And then a true miracle happened, a miracle which few of us really truly understand. You see, our theories did allow for extra particles and extra complications, and experiments were being performed to figure out how nature realizes these theories, and the big marvel was that nature exactly realized these theories. Only a few extra particles had to be put in, and then it all stopped. We had the complete thing. Uh, the, all fundamental building blocks of nature had been found. They all became known together as what is now known as a standard model, a very boring name, but of a very, very interesting theory. It's interesting because it turned out that nature works exactly in agreement with the guidelines that we had written down. We had thought to write down a model just to, uh, to play around with some mathematical equations, see how well they fit the observations. The observations turned out to fit the equations exactly with enormous precision, which was quite a miracle. So, and, and then I should add, not only the electroweak forces, but all forces, we had uncovered nature's blueprint. Now, um, all this took place nearly 30 years ago. The great precision of the standard model uh, was confirmed, confirmed much later by more powerful machines that smash particles together with enormous force. Um, uh, and this is the explanation as to why uh, we were only given the prize last year and not earlier. Um, we know, however, that the standard model of the fundamental particle is not just a boring name for nothing, we know that the standard model is not complete. Much more is lying ahead of us. Many discoveries are still there to be made. And making discoveries in the physical world is great. It is a passion. Thank you very much.